Can you think of a better way to lead to civil war than algorithms, machines? That's job is to keep people thinking the same things basically forever. This is how fragile people have become because they're so used to their screens and their algorithms. Let's talk about privilege and bias. I got this comment on my video I put out, belief bias. I've had a few of these comments. Anytime I discuss anything about the left or socialism or Marxism or communism, or just any really bad ideas, because they're just bad ideas. Doesn't mean is in some gray area. Doesn't mean that there might be some merit to certain things. But the problem with a lot of the ideas of the left and the socialism ideas is this idea that government should have a say in any of it. That doesn't work. You let the free market decide, and that's the best way. When you let government intervene and give handouts and try to make things equal through its powers and through its force of violence, all you get is more inequality. I don't think people quite understand that. It's like, it's so much hypocrisy. It's it's now being white is there's whiteness and there's and, and you're, you're privileged and you're, I mean, it's to the point where you're inherently must be racist because you're white or you've never suffered in your life because you're white. Tell that to my 17-year-old self losing my father. You could tell that to my 18-year-old self losing my grandmother and then my grandfather soon after. Tell that to getting arrested for something I didn't do, getting thrown in jail and a lot of other things that have happened, being sued and stolen from. I mean, it's just like, the, the idea that the color of your skin has anything to do with what you've gone through in life, you're full of shit. Not bleeping that out. If you believe that, you're full of shit. Okay? Period. Now let's get to this comment and I'll just talk about it a little bit more. Belief bias, the dangers of believing your own beliefs. This is a video I did. It wasn't really political. I might have mentioned a few things. I might have mentioned like the left or socialism or something like in a passing comment or a single sentence. It's more about the dangers of when you only believe what you believe and you seek out information that confirms what you believe. It's confirmation bias 101. And the dangers of it are far too many. In fact, perfect timing because Netflix just came out with a documentary called, I don't even know what it's called, but it's one of the top things, like top 10 America. This is what the internet does. This is what the algorithms do. They prey on your bias. They want to keep you on the platform. They want to keep you happy and engaged. So anything that makes you upset or enraged or mad, especially if you're not actively seeking to be enraged and mad at that thing, the algorithm will just avoid it for you. But the comment today that I want to talk about is how fragile people have become. See, in our ancestral past, if somebody had an idea that we didn't agree with or whatever, we would, we would talk it out, hash it out. There was even very complex rituals around resolving debate. Maybe you got in a fight. It might have been a ritualized fight. There was dueling in America even. That's how Alexander Hamilton actually died from Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Was it Bill Barr? It was something, something Barr. Maybe William Barr. I don't remember his first name. I'm thinking Bill Barr. Isn't that a comedian? Today, people... They basically get their entire worldview from these devices and the algorithms, the big tech companies that are monopolies that show them certain bits of content and then reinforce the bits of content that they agree with while downplaying or completely eliminating the bits of content that they disagree with or that they don't like. Can you imagine a way to polarize a nation? Can you think of a better way to polarize politics and make it us first time? Can you think of a better way to lead to civil war than algorithms, machines, That's job is to keep people thinking the same things basically forever. This is how fragile people have become because they're so used to their screens and their algorithms. They go out in the real world and this is why you even have Karen culture and crap like that. People can't fathom that somebody else has a different idea than you. And they can't fathom that you have a right 
to express or share that idea. And furthermore, the worst thing they can't fathom is that maybe they should try to understand where somebody's coming from to make their worldview more robust. That doesn't even enter people's consciousness anymore. People do not seek out disconfirming evidence. They don't try to stress test their ideas. And this comment that I'm about to share with you is a perfect epitome example of that. And I've got a few of these. So it's not just this person that did this. It's been a theme. Anytime I talk about anything that is remotely controversial or at least polarized, you know, where people think differently or whatever, you get people that do this. And so this is extremely dangerous. And I've been talking about this a lot. Confirmation bias, belief bias, the algorithms, it's all connected. It's all the same stuff. It's human nature being plopped down into this environment where there's machines and algorithms that have certain incentives and there's a profit motive and your data is sold. Your attention is the product. Your attention is being sold to advertisers and the advertisers are the customer and you're the product. This is just big tech one-on-one. It's how it works. I put out this video, belief bias, the dangers of believing your own beliefs. Read a few of the comments. Most of them are positive, you know? Do not stop with this message. Every time I get a chance, I share your message, man. Keep going. I'm a huge fan. That's super awesome. I appreciate that, Stephen. Uh, preach it, Colin. Marcus said, do you vote left or right? Paradigm lie, not me. Taxation, legalized theft, repeal of 16th Amendment. I agree with that. I've never voted in my life. I don't think I really plan on voting, but I will try to educate people to be aware of their own self and certain ideas that I think are bad so that maybe they'll vote a certain way. I don't think that democracy, the way we have it today is very effective or the best system. Um, America's supposed to be a republic. It's kind of leading towards a socialistic democracy. We already have a socialistic democracy in a lot of ways and nobody really talks about that. Fantastic content, always Colin. I feel lucky, very lucky to know about your channel. I mean, those comments are awesome. I mean, James, that's, that's just so, I'm so grateful when I hear things like that. It's just, it's like when I put out videos daily and, and I'm cranking away, those little bits of inspiration, motivation, they do help. I mean, it might seem like not a big deal. You type in a comment or whatever, but they really do help. And to this negative comment, that hurts too. Negative comments are hard to deal with at times and they can put you in a bad mood, a sour mood for a couple hours. And I've gotten enough of them where I'm to the point where I can kind of bounce back from them quicker. But I remember back in the day when I was putting videos up and, and Instagram content and whatever, I would feel the need to respond, I would defend myself. And it's just not overall a really productive use of time. It's not a productive use of mental energy. So I try not to do that. Wow, so disappointed in you. Revolution is not about looking for handouts. It's about systemic inequality, all revolutions. I'm blinded by your comfortable white male bias. So she's blinded by it? I don't get that. Uh, wake up, grow up, unfollowing and unsubscribing. Now, this is just really sad and it doesn't affect me at all. I mean, it really doesn't. I would prefer she didn't do that though because I feel like these type of people are the people that need to hear counter narratives the most because they're so ingrained to what I was saying, like the echo chamber and that narrow worldview where the algorithms just prey on that and, may, and they keep them fragile. You are fragile. This mindset is fragile. If you can only hang out with people that think like you and talk like you, where's the diversity? Where, where are you fighting inequality? You're literally just creating more polarization. All this race stuff is just polarizing. That's what people don't understand. It's like, what is yelling, kicking, screaming, protesting, and rioting? I mean, protesting, yeah, sure, protesting, but rioting and all the craziness, what does that do for bringing people together? I don't see it. All I see is tribes, small pockets of tribes, most of which are split down the middle, you know, left versus right, this versus that, whatever. It's become very, very black or white, right? Black or white, pun intended. But I mean, from a polarization point of view, right down the middle, this side or that side, where is the inequality being destroyed or removed. Because it's not just us versus them. It's now it's rich versus poor. It's elite versus not elite. It's higher socioeconomic status versus lower. 
These are a lot of the, the ways in which the world is unfair. But that's why a free market completely removed government as much as possible, like limited government, just to literally protect personal property rights. That's all I think we need a government for is the answer. And then let the market figure itself out into each his own. And so if somebody wants to commit their life to being an entrepreneur or building a YouTube channel or doing something, then he or she can do that. And they can do that unencumbered. And the market will reward it if he or she deserves to be rewarded. And then that person can then use their money to do whatever they want. They can support whatever cause they want. They can invest, give away, promote things, whatever. Here's the thing about all this nonsense. Let's just talk about the, the income gap real quick and the wealth gap. The rich pay something like 90% of the taxes. In fact, let me just Google real quick to make sure. It's some absurd number. Okay, I found the numbers. Now, obviously, the more percentages you increase from top 1% to 5 to top 10%, the more taxes are getting paid. But the top 1% pay about 27% of the taxes. Now, that's just income taxes, so I don't think these numbers are even accurate because then you have to factor in employee wage taxes, business-related uh, taxes, license and fees, sales tax, all these other things that go on in a business. That I mean, you're taxed out the wazoo pretty much. It basically breaks down into this, and you get down to the top 10%. Top 1%, this one says 38% of taxes are paid. And then the top 10% of earners, okay? The top 10%, which you can be in that category and not be a millionaire, but let's say you're, you're it's probably middle class and above. Top 10% of earners pay 70% of taxes. And then you probably could go down to like the top 15% and it would pay like 99% or something. It, it's a parallel, it's the 80-20 rule. It's the 20% that matters. The 20% that pay for like 80% of the taxes, for example, and... It is just completely absurd that people try to demonize the rich when they're the reason that society functions. They really are. And people talk about, you, you, you don't need a boss. The boss needs you. You don't need the boss. Like people have no idea how capitalism works and investment works. Like I can tell you, I've started companies. I've been in debt. I've paid it off. I've, I've hired people. I've paid the taxes and I've been left with scraps at the end of it all. In fact, for the first four years of my business, I barely made any money. I had, I had employees that made more money than me. And I was still paying taxes on their wages and all the other things you have to do. And then year five, I finally started making money. I finally built the infrastructure and did all these things, created jobs. And I finally was able to have some of that profit trickle in. And then we hit a tough time and I went back down to making no money. There was a lawsuit and there were some issues with that. It's like, I take on all the risk. I have to take on all the capital investment. I've taken on all the debt, if any. I have to borrow money from other people or organizations or whatever. I'm on the hook for that. It's like, people have no idea how entrepreneurship and capitalism actually works. To think that you don't need your boss, well, without your boss, you don't have a job. Where are all those jobs gonna be? I mean, it's like this idea that we have this perfect utopian socialist economy and world where everyone gets UBI, gets paid a bunch of money, and we just sit around and, I don't know, play video games and be and, and basically be plugged into the matrix. It, it's like, it's unbelievable. And even though socialism, communism, Marxism, none of this stuff has ever worked throughout history and millions of people have died, these new younger generations that have never lived through it, they always have the same hubris as the previous generations that tried it. We'll do it better. We're holier than thou. We have it figured out. We'll make it right this time. It is unbelievably naive. So this is so far beyond inequality, this and that. If you take the first principle of government, government as it swells, it gets more corrupt, okay? Government as it swells becomes more efficient. When we see that the dollar collapses in this country and a lot of these institutions start breaking down, a lot of these cities are already bankrupt and they're trying to just like tax people, um, like go, going back years to, to basically make up for their inability to balance a budget and spend and be fiscally responsible. People are going to leave when the billionaires leave, when the millionaires leave, and then when even the middle class start leaving because there's other countries that have less restrictive laws, more freedoms, whatever, America will crumble. You'll get like Venezuela. 
where you don't want to go there. You don't really want to go to Cuba either. And there's lots of other countries around the world that you don't really want to go to. You want to go to Canada? Well, they've been doing a lot of tyrannical, crazy stuff. Same thing with Australia. And in Canada, you're paying something like 50 to 60% of your income in taxes. 50 to 60%. Imagine this a second. All you socialist, uh, Marxist idealists, you've had a job, most likely. Let's say your paycheck was $500. Great. Looking forward to spending that money. You calculated your hourly return. You showed up for work. You did it. You got your money. Everybody was happy because you did your job and you got paid for doing something. And then you forget. Well, the government now gets 250 of it. Well, that sucks. Then you go out to spend and now it's 10% sales tax. So technically your $250 is now $25 less. Now you have 225. And then you got to pay your insurance. And then you got to pay your water bill and your electricity. All these things, the prices are rising because of inflation. It's like, I could go on and on. This video is about this. This video is about the echo chamber. So I'm sorry for that tangent. So the danger with this is, and, and how fragile people are, you, they can't even hear you say a line, like a sentence that they disagree with for them to not have a freak out like this and go running and cowering and unfollowing and unsubscribing, doing all these things that fundamentally hurts them and almost never hurts the creator or the speaker or whatever. Now, I don't think it's good for our culture for the polarization reasons I talked about because I think it's leading to civil war. But part of me is like, fine, leave, whatever. I'd rather have people that are like-minded, but that's short-sighted. It's, it's the other side of the coin because if my side, my views become dogmatic and tribalistic, all that does is create more on the other side. You see what I'm saying? So I want people that disagree with me and that will challenge me and that will maybe challenge themselves and their own beliefs, which is probably wishful thinking, but... I want them to be engaged and to engage me even to not only stress test my ideas and what I'm saying and maybe make me think harder or dig into something. Maybe I have a blind spot and, and I keep talking about it and I need to like investigate it or something. We all have that. And that's kind of the point of the, what's so absurd about all this is all humans are biased, fallible and flawed creatures. We're creating this sterilized culture though. This sterilized culture of Everybody has to think the same. And if you don't think like us, we'll cancel you. And all this nonsense, what do you think you get from that? I mean, what did the Nazis do? That, that, that's literally what they did. They didn't agree with this religious sect or group of people. And so they slaughtered them. In China, it's going on with the Muslims. We don't know to what extent because they keep it on the down low, but we know it's bad. You sterilize ideas and you get 1984, you get Brave New World, you get Fahrenheit 451. And that will absolutely lead to tyrannical, completely and utterly atrocious atrocities being committed because this is human nature. We're tribalistic. It kept our ancestors safe. And every single thing, the reason people do this is because it's a threat to their identity, to the way they think. And their biology thinks it's a threat to their life. And so that's why they do things like this. I'm following. Go away. Grow up. You're this. You're that. Because they believe that they're living in a small tribe. And small tribes in the past had to think alike. They had to be equal. Nobody was up. Nobody was below. Everybody was equal. So we had bullying on the below end. And it's why you have people trying to attack the rich and, and, and other people in power on that end. Humans want equality. This is why socialism for most people, you know, it's, it's in their heart. It's not a bad idea. I guess at least if we, if we just removed everything, if we removed human nature and we could have a perfect utopian society, then yeah, like giving everybody a bunch of stuff, making it super equal, make it so we don't have to work a ton or whatever, that would work. That would be very close to a hunter-gatherer egalitarian way of life. But it doesn't work with lots and lots of humans. 
You can do that with 30 people, 40 people, 50 people. A lot of people have been actually buying land and getting communes and doing things like that and having these shared living things. And I think that's amazing. I think it's awesome. But then tribalism will seep in. Then it's like our group versus your group. And then it always leads to conflict. It always leads to nefarious actors that ruin things. It always leads to greed and power and control because this is human nature. We are unchecked. Any human that is unchecked by his or her tribe, because that's our evolutionary past, will seek more, 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 more. And as a result, they will oppress others. And then they will be, become blinded and addicted to their more to the point where they will literally slaughter an entire group of people because they perceive that that person is a threat to their way of life or what they think is right or whatever. And that is fundamentally the danger of this kind of unfollowing and unsubscribing and, oh my God, you said something I don't like, nonsense. It is dangerous. It leads to Nazi Germany. I kid you not, it will lead to that. If our culture continues on this path, we will see some of the craziest things that are gonna happen in this country in the next five to 10 years. And it's either going to come to a head in the form of an actual armed civil war, or it's gonna be some kind of political coup or political revolution. It's gonna be something. And I've already been making plans because I'm not gonna be around for it. I'm not gonna sit through it and put the, my family at risk to let other people figure it out. And I'm not gonna go in and physically fight myself because it's not a good investment of my time. It's not a good risk to reward ratio. And it's just... There's other places I can go to that are freer. I mean, at, the, at, that, at this point, there's becoming other places in the world that are freer than America. And if we continue on this path, that's gonna become more so in the years to come. So let me know what you think about this below. That's all I gotta say. Please always remember that the members of the Ancestral Mind podcast are not, in fact, medical professionals. They're not doctors. They're not nutritionists. They are simply providing this entertainment for you to do your own research and to entertain yourselves. So please consult a physician before changing your diet. Not everything works for everybody. And make sure you always do your own research on everything you hear on this show and outside. Hey, everybody. Colin here. Thanks for listening to that show. I want to let you know about my newest podcast over at Escaping Fragility, a show about building a life for yourself, being safe, being secure, having a plan B, so that if this crazy world of 2020 continues or gets worse, which a lot of the numbers are suggesting it will, then you and your family will be protected. A lot of my content for my personal brand has been focused on giving people the knowledge, the expertise, the skills, and just the awareness of some of the craziness that's going on so that they can protect themselves, so that they can fight back, so that they can be civilly disobedient, so that we can stymie the ever-encroaching spread of government and of corporate and political agenda. If more citizens do not stand up, fight back, speak up, there's going to be nothing left to protect. And I don't like fear-mongering, and I'm generally an optimistic person. But 2020 has stressed me out. At first it didn't, but then it did. When I really saw what was going on, when I read a little bit between the lines, and even now, the craziness is continuing. And I don't see it letting up anytime soon. The masses are too easily manipulated. And so I'm more concerned what's going to happen in 2021, when the next flu season comes through, and another coronavirus is weaponized, and then who knows what's going to happen. Travel restrictions, mandatory vaccines, chipped and prodded like cattle. People think it can't happen. They stick their head down, but they did in Mao's China. They did in Stalin's Russia. They did in Nazi Germany. And then it was too late. And who pays the price? It's always, always, always the citizens that are having faith and that are just hoping things get better. They're the ones that always pay the price. So the first thing we can do is protect ourselves and our family, have our plan B, have an escape option, and then we can help others. Head over to Colin.coach, get on the AM5 newsletter. You'll get all the shows every week. And you can also find me on YouTube and iTunes or Spotify or Google Play. Get prepared before it's too late.